turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program the Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. You and I have been blessed in Christ in order to become a blessing to others and to the world about us. Colossians 3.13, a verse we've been looking at with regard to the issue of forgiveness, Paul says, bearing, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. We need to understand, and Paul wanted the Colossians to understand how Christ forgave them, and he wants us to understand how Christ has forgiven us, so that we would understand how to forgive others, how to live uh, uh, our lives in this way uh, of forgiveness, how to treat each other the same way that we've been treated by God. Now, you notice the assumption in the verse, and I, I appreciate the honesty of the Bible, <laughs> and I appreciate Paul's frankness in this matter. He says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any. Uh, the Colossians were fighting with one another. Uh, it's almost like Paul assumed that that was going to happen. Uh, Paul says in Romans 12 to the, to the Romans, he says, if, as much as is, lies in you, as much as is possible, live peaceably with all men. He recognized that we're, we weren't always going to get along. In, in Ephesians 4, uh, verse 32, when he says, Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one, one another as Christ, God for Christ's sake has forgiven us. That verse is preceded by the verse that says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. In other words, there was bitterness and, and, and wrath and, and, and anger and clamor, uh, brawling, arguing, screaming at one another, railing on one another, evil speaking, slandering one another. I mean, they were getting on with it. They were fighting. And all of those things, uh, th those negative emotions, those, those kind of uh, a quarreling with one another, build resentment. Because when you feel that you've been wronged, and, and when you have been wronged, and, you know, all of us carry about the, the, uh, the deep wounds uh, of, of emotional uh, violation. We have the deep wounds that have been inflicted on us uh, uh, that, uh, that, that, that uh, need to be healed. Uh, and and what, what we do when we focus on those things is we build resentment. 
when you brood about the wrong, then resentment builds. And having a, having a feeling of bitterness that, that forms a, a, a mental chain which, which binds you to, to uh, uh, the person uh, or the thing that, that you resent or that you're mad at or that you're offended by. Resentment is like a, a two-edged sword. Uh, it wounds us far more than it does the other person. Um, you know, we'll say, well, I feel, you know, I feel like my, my resentment is, is justified because what has happened to me? And we begin to brood about it, and we begin to think about it, and pretty soon bitterness and wrath and anger and, and brawling and slander, and, well, it, we, just, we just have quarrels. Well, the answer to all of that, Paul says, is forgiveness. To give up the resentment when someone has wronged me. Uh, I give up my right to get even. True forgiveness is a decision. Now listen very carefully, if you will, just for, get this definition. True forgiveness is a decision based on an act of the will done by faith before God in, in which you give up your right to hold another person accountable for the wrong that they've done. You see, the grace of God successfully deals with sin. What does the grace of God do? Well, what does the cross teach you? What does the grace of God teach you? You look at the cross, and we've already seen God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. The cross says that God put away sin. Your sin, my sin, everyone's sin. The cross says God has put away sin. How? By the sacrifice of himself. You see, the cross deals successfully with sin. That's what grace teaches you to do, uh, to put it to rest. The cross settles the account. The cross sends sin away to Calvary. You see, God's grace, all that God is free to do for you through the cross work of Christ, the grace of God will never let you down. The grace of God will never let you go. But the grace of God never lets you off either. It always deals completely and successfully with sin. How? By sending it to the cross where Jesus Christ died to pay for everything that's wrong with you and everything that's wrong with others. And that's the way we're to live. We're to live as though the, the wrongs that are done against us have already been settled. Where? At Calvary. Now, deep wounds have been inflicted on, on every one of us. Not, they're, they're not going to heal themselves with the passing of time. There's a common fallacy that says time heals all wounds, and it doesn't. The wrongs that have been done against you will not disappear with time. They will not disappear on their own. Healing of emotional wounds can only be accomplished by forgiveness. Forgiveness is sort of like a spiritual ointment. It, it soothes our emotions and our, our emotional wounds, and it brings restoration to our relationships, and it always begins with us and extends out to others. If you refuse to forgive, if you refuse to by faith do what God says He desires you as His child to do, and again, I'm talking to people even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye, Paul says. First, you have to be forgiven. First, you have to go to Calvary and trust the Lord Jesus Christ and understood that all of the offense of your wrongs were laid upon him there, and he dealt with them. 
and they have been paid for so that you now are free not to go out and have to pay for your sins but to go out and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ you're able to go out and serve others for his sake you have your needs met in him and you're free to go out and not use others to get your needs met but you're free now to go and serve them so I'm talking to someone who has their sins forgiven today if you don't know for sure that all of your sins are forgiven, that you have eternal life as a present possession, you can know it, and you can know it right now, simply by making the conscious choice and decision to believe what God believes about His Son. That is, that at Calvary, He paid for all of your sins. He, was, he, he, he went to the cross, delivered for your offenses, that He might take away your sins, and that He was raised again the third day to give you His life. God's justice is free to give eternal life to anyone who has perfect righteousness. So the cross takes away the negative of our sins. Then we're placed into Christ. God made him to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And having his righteousness being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, God then can give us the gift of eternal life. If you've never trusted Christ, you need to do that today. If you're not sure about that, you listen at the end of the program and, and you'll hear a phone number you call me today and get that issue settled. But my friend, once you are saved, then you are given that assurance so that you then know how to live with others and treat others the way you've been treated. If you don't forgive, you don't practice forgiveness, you don't forgive others as God for Christ's sake forgave you, then you just develop hang-ups. Self-pity, self-absorption, self-righteousness, self-condemnation, the guilt and the shame that comes with your failures, uh, the bitterness, the wrath, the anger, the brawling, the brooding, the slander, worry, uh, retaliation, hypocrisy, negative thinking, uh, controlling and, 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 and lying about and denial, all these, all these different things that come along, they come simply from not dealing with sin the way God says it's been dealt with not believing God, practicing forgiveness. Now, I understand that there's a great deal of, of hesitancy that most people have with regard to forgiving others the wrongs that have been done to them. Mostly that's because it's been my experience that, that people don't understand what forgiveness is. Uh, to understand what it is, let me say something about what it is not. Forgiveness is not, number one, overlooking the wrong that's been done to us. If you've been hurt by someone, by their words or by their actions, forgiveness is not just overlooking. Someone says, well, if I just overlook it and ignore it, it'll go away. That's just a form of repression and a form of denial. You see, what grace does is grace deals with sin. It deals with the wrong. It looks at it and says, yes, I was wronged. Yes, it did hurt. So forgiveness is not just ignoring it and making like it never happened, overlooking it. It's also not excusing it. It's not whitewashing it. It's not watering it down. Well, it really wasn't that bad after all, you know. It's not trying to rationalize it away. Someone says, well, you know, if you just understood. No, that's just trying to excuse it. Forgiveness is not blaming yourself for what someone else did. You see, all of those things don't deal with sin. And the grace of God says, 
you're free to look at the problem and to objectively identify what it is, not excuse it, not whitewash it, and not overlook it. Forgiveness is also not psychoanalyzing a person to explain why the wrong was done to us. You know, often it's important to us to understand exactly why something has happened. But that's not forgiveness. You can understand what happened and why it happened, and it have nothing to do with forgiveness. You, you, you've got to get beyond your feelings and make a decision to forgive. When, when Jesus Christ hung on Calvary's cross, he said, he looked out around at the, the mocking mob about him and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. My friend, sin is a moral insanity. And trying to analyze it and understand why it happened is not forgiveness. It's not dealing with it. You know why that is? Because by faith, you do understand why it happened. When you're trying to understand, well, psychoanalyze somebody and explain why they did it, all you're doing is trying to excuse them. When you say to somebody, if you just understood my situation, then you would, you would what? You'd agree with me that I should have done the thing that I did. You see, that isn't, all that's trying to do is just excuse it. That's all. Shift the blame to others. Deny it. Grace knows why we do what we do. Why do people offend you, and why do you get offended? Well, the answer is one word, sin. You see, when problems come up in your life, you never have to ask why they came. You always know why they came. The question you need to ask is, what should I do about it? Not why did it happen, but what should be my response to the problem now that it has happened? The why, Grace knows why something happened. Grace knows that, 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 that sin abounds, but where sin abounds, grace doth did much more abound. Now we short circuit what God wants to accomplish in us if we attempt to substitute these kind of things, these attitudes of human viewpoint for the divine viewpoint of forgiveness. So you need to understand what forgiveness is not. If you're trying just to overlook something that was done to you, or you're trying to whitewash it or excuse it or lessen its impact, or if you're trying to psychoanalyze the person to understand why they did it, those are not forgiveness. And, and doing those things, rather than practicing forgiveness, is exactly why you never get to forgiveness. You've got to go beyond your feelings and make a decision to forgive. You have to make a choice, a decision based on an act of your will done by faith before God where you give up your right to hold someone accountable for the wrong that they've done. You give up resentment when someone has wronged you. I give up my right to get even. What do I do with the wrong? I send it to Calvary. And I say, that's what Jesus died for, and that's how he's enabled me to think like he thinks about it. Well, what does it mean to forgive others? Well, how do you successfully deal with, with things that have been done to you that are wrong? Well, number one, you need to face the specific wrong that's been done to you. You see, forgiveness has to be in specifics. Many times we just generalize it 
in order not to face the specific thing that's really bothering us. We never really uncover it and deal with it. And again, grace allows you to deal with it because God already has dealt with it. You need to be honest. You need to be objective. And you need to forget the why question and ask the what question. What exactly is it that is the problem and the wrong? Maybe it's rejection. Maybe you needed a love and acceptance, but it was withheld. Maybe you wanted attention but were ignored. Maybe it was neglect. Maybe it was injustice or unfairness. You know, you didn't know if it was going to be a hug or a slug or what made the difference between the two. Maybe it was cruelty or brutality, whether it was physical or verbal. Maybe it was betrayal. Maybe it was the betrayal of your marriage vows. Maybe it was abandonment. Whatever the reasons, whatever the issue, you need to look at square in the face and acknowledge it and then face the pain and the hurt. Not just dismiss it by some cliche, but look at it, say, that's what was done, and this is the way I felt about it, and, and it hurt. Because, you see, grace objectively deals with sin. But you don't stop there. You need to identify your reaction to the wrong that was done to you. You see, we're free to find our failures in order to put them away. When you identify your reaction to the wrong that was done to you, was it anger or malice or brooding or resentment or self-pity? You see, we, we often want to nurse our feelings and nurse our rights and nurse a pity for ourselves. But we need to identify our reactions that were wrong and deal with them. And then we make, need to make a conscious decision to send it all away, not to hold it against somebody, not to dismiss it as though it was nothing, but to send it away where? To the cross. And to look at it and say, that's exactly what Jesus Christ died at Calvary for right there. Now, at this point, you have a crisis of your will. You can make the proper decision, regardless of how you feel about it, because, my friend, forgiveness is not an emotion. When you don't forgive, you bind yourself to the person that you refuse to forgive. You bind yourself to the event that, 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 that offended you. And it, it, it becomes a, a mental chain that binds you to the person or the thing that you're mad at. And that kind of resentment... That kind of unforgiving spirit is a, is a two-edged sword. It cuts you far deeper than it does the, the person or the event that you're offended by. Forgiveness sets you free. Paul says, be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And you can make a conscious choice of your will, motivated not by the other person, not even by your own advantages, but motivated by God's grace to you in Christ. You can make a conscious choice of your will to do what God says and make that proper decision. Make the choice to send the offense to the Calvary. Recognize that's the thing, one of the things that Jesus died at Calvary for, and you can send it there to be dealt with. You can agree with God that, that your attitude of bitterness or unforgiving spirit 
are inconsistent with who you are in Christ, who he's made you in his son. You can thank God that you are forgiven for the wrong attitude that even you had in response to the, to the wrong that was done to you. You see the cycle? You're wrong, you respond in a wrong way, and now you're caught into, the, into the, the cycle of sinful responses. But you can agree with God that your attitude of response was wrong, thank him for the forgiveness for your wrong attitude, and through the strength that is in Christ and in his grace, choose by faith, by an act of your will, to forgive the person you need to forgive. Then you can thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he loves these people through you, and you can go love them. You can share life in Christ with them. And you can move from the malaise of the misery of self-absorbed self-pity to the marvel of the ministry of the grace of God. Think of that verse when he says, forgiving one another as God for Christ's sake forgave you. You know that I can't forgive you today of anything. You know why? Because you haven't offended me. You've not done anything to make me uh, have offense with you. There's nothing between you and me today to forgive. But if you were to forgive me, if, if you were to offend me, then if I look at it the way Grace looks at it, I can say, wait a minute, I'm not glad you did that. It hurt. But had you not offended me, I could never have exercised this divine operating asset of forgiveness and forgiven you. So all of a sudden, when someone forgives me, now they, when they offend me, now they give me the opportunity to do something I couldn't have done otherwise, and that is not be angry or resentful, but to forgive them as God for Christ's sake has forgiven me. And I can have his love work through me to love them. You see, the key to emotional stability and the freedom from the tyranny of, of emotional revolt is forgiveness. I trust for you today that this divine operating asset that God gives you in His Son will be something that will live in your life. Before we go off the air, we're almost finished with the program now. I'll have to go in a moment. Let me give you a free Bible study tape that will go on with this issue. Go over these things we've talked about with the steps of what forgiveness is not, what it is, and the way to consciously make that choice of faith. The tape is entitled, Be the First to Forgive. Forgiveness is the key to emotional stability. It's the key to freedom from the tyranny of, 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 of emotional revolt and being run by your emotions. Why don't you move from the malaise of the, of the misery of self-absorbed self-pity to the marvel of the ministry of the grace of God in your life and enjoy the freedom and the peace and the victory God has for you in Christ through forgiveness. This is an issue that you need to settle in your life. Understand the doctrine and then apply it by faith. Let me give you this free Bible study tape. Be the first to forgive. Simply call us here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300, and you request your copy of the, of the tape on Be the First to Forgive, and I'll be glad to see that you get a free copy of this Bible study. 888-535-2300, uh, that's the number to call to get your free copy of this Bible study. Uh, if, you, if you're a, a worldwide web server, uh, you surf the Internet, where you can find us at uh, graceimpact.org. That's graceimpact.org. Um, that's one word, graceimpact.org. And um, if you'd rather write, you know, use snail mail, you can certainly do that. Uh, write me here at the Riches of Grace, 
Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. It is, of course, just the simplest thing, just to get on the telephone, dial 888-535-2300. That's a toll-free number. And the folks will answer the phone there uh, during normal business hours. And if they're, you call during something that's abnormal, well, then there's a voicemail system. Well, we want to be, we're trying to be easy to get in touch with. That's the point. Um, we want to be easy to locate because we've got some information. We're not trying to get something from you. We want to give you something, give you some information that can revolutionize, change your life, and let the peace and freedom that, that's available in Jesus Christ be a reality in your life. Uh, if you struggle with this issue of forgiveness, about being forgiven or about forgiving others, this information is something that you need to get uh, in, into your understanding. And also, I should tell you that this uh, Bible study is a part of a, of a larger six-hour series of, of, of teaching uh, on this subject of forgiveness matters. Now, that six-hour album, is, uh, uh, it, it sells for $16. I can't just give that away. But if you're interested in the, the larger uh, teaching series, you can ask the folks when you call, and uh, they can tell you how you can order that. But you call and get the free tape, the free Bible study uh, anyway. 888-535-2300, that's the number to call. I also want you to know that there are uh, saints in your area right here where you are listening to this radio program today uh, who, who meet this weekend, who, who appreciate the message of grace, who understand the issue of total forgiveness, who, who rejoice in uh, the Word of God rightly divided, and who make in their life the grace life the issue. The idea of bringing grace to life through the teaching of God's Word uh, is, is, is the joy of their life. They meet together this weekend. If you don't have an assembly to attend, where the Word of God is taught rightly divided, where the, where, where, where the message of grace is clearly proclaimed, where the grace life is the issue, well, friend, you owe it to yourself to get in touch with these people and to check them out. Let me put you in touch with them. You call us here, 888-535-2300, and we'll be glad to put you in touch with the folks that are in your area that are uh, uh, putting this program on the air. The, the message of grace has gripped their hearts to the point where they're, they've joined with us as missionaries to get this message out on this radio station. They, they provide the airtime for me to be here to teach each week so that you can be there to listen. You can also, if you've ever desired to be a real student of the Word of God, an in-depth student. We have a Bible study institute called Grace School of the Bible that provides the opportunity for you to go through a thorough three-year <clears throat> Bible Institute program um, that, that is designed to bring you to the point of edification so that you're able to, uh, to, to walk as a mature believer, have a grasp of God's Word on your own, and also to minister it to others. One of the exciting things about Grace School of the Bible is that it's available on an extension basis through the use of video. It's available on DVDs. We can send it right to you. You can fit it into your own scheduling demands. You don't have to move to where I'm at or where our institute is. We're able to send it to you. We believe in the local church. We believe in the ministry of the local church and church-based education. That's why we uh, are, are part of trying to establish local assemblies of grace believers all across the world, just like the Apostle Paul did as he went around and, and established grace churches all across the, the world of his day. Grace School of the Bible is available to you. If you'd like to uh, have more information about that, 
you call 888-535-2300, and they'll be glad to give you the, the information uh, about it so that you could be uh, a student. And uh, as, as I said, if you've ever wanted to be an in-depth student of God's Word, this, this is, a, uh, is a very unique program. Not only is it unique because we send it to you through the, the use of, uh, of the extension program, but the curriculum of the school follows the, the Pauline design for the edification of the believer. Uh, systematic theology and uh, the theologies that develop from it, the study man's attempt to organize what he knows about God is man's attempt. But in the Word of God, there's a specifically divine or d divinely designed uh, edification procedure. That's what the grace of God's about. That's what rightly dividing the Word is designed to get you to. And Grace School of the Bible will provide that kind of a curriculum for you. So I, I commend that school to you. 888-535-2300 is the number to call for that information. Friend, if you're still not sure that your, your, your sins are forgiven, that you have eternal life as a present possession, listen, you call and let us know that, and we'll be glad to send you some literature to help show you the way. Thanks for being with us today. 888-535-2300 is that number to call. We'll meet again the next week. Bye now, friend.